0: blog talk radio
1: who is January Jones she is not a young beautiful talented actress on Mad Men she is not an older gorgeous exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson show she is an author and she wrote thou shall not one the 11th commandment that reached number one at amazon.com She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome, and remember, beware, because you are entering the no-whining world of January Jones.
2: Welcome, everyone. <laughs> I'm January Jones, and this is my co-host, Ginger, who's going to be helping me do my shows for now on. She's five months old, and she's a golden doodle, and she's in the process of training us. And I have to tell you, she's doing a really, really good job. She'll come back and say goodbye to everyone at the end of the show. Now she's going to go take a nap, I hope. We don't know. Who knows what she's going to do? Now for my listeners. Welcome again. And would you like to learn more about what it's like to be a humorist during a pandemic? And, you know, a pandemic is a pretty challenging time to find humor in our lives. And I know it's something that we've all tried very hard to do and we've worked at it. Now, have you ever wondered what it would be like to write about humorous topics? And I can tell you it's harder than you think. Humor is most difficult to do (laughs) for some reason. (laughs) Now, would you like to meet someone who has actually created a career as a woman humorist? Would you like to try laughter as you cope with your own life during these difficult times? Tell me, are you ready to make some big changes in your life and learn some helpful lessons? If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. And I would like to welcome you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So now it's time to sit back and relax. You can go get some wine, get some crackers, and join me in the no wine
0: zone. Let me tell you a little
2: bit about my guest. She is a humorist, and she has been doing this for many years, and she's a very successful person at this. I've had her on the show many times. And we've talked about a lot of her experiences. She's now entered retirement, which is a whole other uh, a topic subject for her to share with us and talk about and find humor in. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show today, Bobby White. Hi, Bobby. How are you doing? Hi,
0: good. Thanks for uh, asking me to be on your show, January.
2: I've been looking forward to it. It's always fun to have you on the show. We've shared so many experiences. I can I was thinking how long I've known you and oh my gosh, it's been years. And it's been fun to follow your career. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh where you were, w- what was happening in your life in your life when the pandemic
0: hit. Okay. I was in my last year of banking, uh, 2020 was the, the last year I worked 40 years, and I had planned on, I, I had my 40th anniversary with the bank on June 2nd, 2020, and my on June 17th, that month, and I was going to retire on the 30th, like the perfect trifecta, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Yeah. And as the pandemic proceeded to be bigger than all of us uh, jeff remembered something his dad had told us that he said he always told us never to do anything any make any changes that are quite large if we're sure with what's happening
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
0: so we weren't sure if our Children who are grown would be essential workers. Would they keep their jobs? Would they lose their jobs? And so we decided that we'd keep working until we had a little bit more uh, clarity. Mm-hmm. And so it turned out we were all essential workers in yeah. four industries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I just worked um, at my job until December that year. I kept working. Uh, working in banking when you're in the lobby, like front, front line uh-huh. and closure lobby, is, is a real experience, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was good from a standpoint. That had such uh, many fuel, <laughs> but mm-hmm. hectic in a different way. So we we're kind of in the process of training our clientele to use online and drive up and all of that. So
2: yeah. it was.
0: It was kind of fun for a while. <laughs> for a as, while. <laughs> remember, uh, uh, one of my sisters had uh, gotten COVID and out of a staff of eleven, eight of us had quarantine. Oh,
2: okay.
0: Yeah. I was one never forget her day, and she's like, and you're out and you're out. Uh-huh. They, but we we had no choice, so I've got like three weeks left to work, and I'm like, I'm gonna die. I just know I'm gonna die. But uh, I work from home, which was different because I had never done that for the bank. Uh-huh. And, uh, one of the guys, drop work off every day, and then pick work up every day, and because uh, a lot of mine was hard hard paper. Oh yeah. So so that was the year I retired. It was, yeah well it kind
2: of just hit everyone like a tsunami in in this country and everyone was just trying to regroup and get their bearings and figure out what comes next none of us knew uh as far as the uh things that were being put in place the masks, the quarantines uh very difficult. Now, was it, uh, w- could you find any humor in what we were going through? I'm sure you must have looked.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the best thing during the pandemic at our desks, was they put up the the plexiglass, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, because deal with the public and you deal with a lot of different uh, people, mm-hmm. and some of them like to climb across the desk when they want to stick their information on the computer. <laughs> Don't smell well, mm-hmm. and so so that was probably the best thing. Was like I hope they never take you down. Yeah. Made it so much more enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and so much more <laughs> hygienically. <laughs> for yeah. yeah.
0: And the towels as well. I mean it's my desk is but the tellers, um, they loved theirs because people could really get in their face before the yeah. pandemic. And so it, I think it was a good thing. It was mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. We wanted every <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: now, so then You postponed your retirement till December. Then, then did you in December actually do retire, or how did that play out?
0: Yep. So, so I had a week of vacation planned uh, the last week of the month, Mm -hmm. and and um, and and so then I'm actually my last day of work was the twenty second, and it was a Tuesday, and I had vacation days after that. So I was I was done. Yeah, I literally they let me out of the door Tuesday afternoon. It was it could have been a day of my whole life. It was so so undramatic, so lo- low. And, you know, there was like nothing happening. Yeah. We couldn't have a party, and um, they usually have big fans there and roast the retiree and all that. And I didn't care so much about that. As good a sense of humor as I had, I really didn't so much. So it's just like, I left on a Tuesday never came back. It was, it was very odd.
2: <laughs> very very, uh, very low-key departure.
0: <laughs>
2: very. very <good>. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, it's fun. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>
2: it's been fun. <laughs>
0: Hope I yeah. free, hope
2: hope we see each other again, and right. at that point we, that's what we all were thinking. Yeah. You know, we're going to take a break right now and hear uh, about my book "Thou Shalt Not Wind, The Eleventh Commandment." And when we come back with Bobby White, we're going to talk more about what it was like for her to begin her retirement right at the beginning of the pandemic. We'll be right back.
1: Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com.
2: She is a motivational humorist, a nationally recognized expert on laughter and humor therapy. She has been featured in the New York Times, Family Circle, First Magazine, and Newsweek Japan. On laughter as a current trend in the workplace, she was one of the first laughter leaders certified in the world by the World Laughter Tour, Inc. Her work in history includes Arnold Palmer's Bay Hill Club and Lodge in Orlando, where she was the swim pro, the golf pro, but uh, well, kind of like a golf pro, but in the water. <laughs> she has been in banking for over three decades through three economic cycles, three hair colors. <laughs> Her success as a speaker and trainer is her conviction to what she believes are the two basic tenets of the adult learning experience. She adheres to food and fun, and that's something I think we can all agree with. (laughs) Now, everyone, when this pandemic started, started baking bread. (laughs) Now, did you jump on board for that trend?
0: You know, I did. (laughs) yeah kind of a little. <laughs> as in I prefer to drink wine and maybe have mm-hmm. someone else drink for me with it mhm, yeah, mhm, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah, it was hard. I noticed you know you have the three hair colors, well, as you can tell, like a lot of women, I went completely white uh during the pandemic, and of course, you have done that a long time ago.
0: Yeah. I liked seeing um, women feel the freedom to just be themselves because you couldn't go, yeah, and, and you could do it yourself. Oh my gosh, that's a- <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked seeing women let go of their comfort. Not- yeah.
2: Now I know that you're a motivational speaker and you work at women's conferences. And how did did that fall off during the pandemic, or were you able to continue doing
0: that? No, the thing is, chose is not to virtual presentations. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like my material lent itself to that. Mm-hmm. And the engagement and the contagiousness of laughter when people are in the room with me. And, and the other reason is because, you know, because I was still working when the pandemic started, um, it was okay because a lot of speakers, that's their sole income. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really care. speaking If they need it, bless them. They can Mm -hmm. take the job. Um, so I haven't spoken very much since the pandemic's been over. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's very disappointing that I, I may have uh, canceled myself out yeah. by yeah. not doing virtual yeah. presentations, but you know what?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I, I'm i not sure yet. I would really entertain it, but, you know, it's, we need to do a lot of it. Yeah, uh, Especially with humor, there's a lot of timing in that. So, so we'll see. Um, but, it wasn't
2: for I chose for myself it was my- Yeah. You know, it's welcome back to Bobby White and uh, she is definitely not a whiner because she is a winner <laughs> and she's never been a whiner and I've known her for a long time. Bobby, before we go on, could you share um contact information? For our listeners who want to get a hold of you, sure. who are interested in your website and okay. also uh, your books and things you've got going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My email is bobby at trylastin. It came up with some group spelling of bobby. It's B-O-B-B-E. Uh-huh. Trylastin, the normal way. You can email me there. Um, you can at 27242 Uh And then website has a, has a different URL now. It's com. Okay. Yeah. So it was a change in providers, so I just renamed it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but I like it. And, and so that's what we're going with. So, yeah. uh, as far as my books, you can get them on Amazon. Show you, I did do during. This one. Oh, okay. Uh, I had it been in progress for five years, and it, it was finally so I. no So, or they reach out to me, and then the title tells me what it's about. So it's like the you know the wise monkeys here, no evil. See, you know, see no evil. Those guys. This is stress no evil. Twelve mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> tips to keep from going back right. okay. yeah. <laughs> so
2: now that you're officially retired and um, survived through a brief part of the pandemic what what do you feel about retirement? What's the best thing about it for you, and what's the worst thing?
0: The best thing for me is no schedule. I say that but it's not totally true. Mm-hmm. Um the schedule the Monday to Friday, you go at eight, get home at five or six, lunch hour is one hour and and that's just kinda I just don't miss it, you know. You mm-hmm. miss people but we still see each other. I still have to go to the bank or mm-hmm. I maybe find the reasons to go to the bank. Um so that's probably the best the, the best, best, though, uh, twofold. I just suggest I get a personal trainer. And because of the pandemic, it's good to get out once things eased up a little bit. So I've been doing that for a year. Um, I do it two scheduled mornings a week. Now, it's funny. That's okay to have that schedule because I love going.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And then I started doing yoga mornings a week. Okay and so my like I've never been more active. Mm. And that's a good thing. Um the worst thing of retirement um maybe for people like me had things stack up is like what am I going to do now? You know, I, I finished a book. Now what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Gabbling so, and um uh writing finishing a second book, we can talk about later. And Volunteer work because I never really made a lot of time for that when I was trying to find it my way. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: um, and then as far as writing, I you know I I don't know if we've talked about it before. Like, are you the type of writer that has to schedule it, or do you just you know I'm kind of like a hit and miss. So who know ever knows what I'm going to be writing about or when. But are you more disciplined in that?
0: I don't know it is i'm um mentally mine my, my mind is sharp at 5 a.m when we get up wow. and i do a lot of writing early in the morning mm-hmm. and when the house is quiet dogs are still quiet yeah <laughs> once the i got rolling involved in other ways um and, and i usually i don't write in the evening but i do take notes all day when something hits me, put hit it down when the pen's hot, you know. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is very important to do that. Um, as far as uh, do you, you're working on a second book now. Can you tell us about it? Of
0: course. So this one as well is six years in the making. I, I'm kind of like <laughs> our season, they take forever, but we never finish. <laughs> so I. I just finish it i had a neighbor walk by the house said you know how's hi. your book I'm like yeah you know why don't you just finish it and i thought like, oh. <laughs> hi <laughs> you know I,
2: I i think the key here is you never never tell people
0: you're working
2: on a book
0: <laughs> well it worked out well because i got it done oh. uh, yeah. it's about um uh, the fact that when Jeff and I had turned sixty, we had four living parents, all in the same town. Uh-huh. They were living in four different places. None of them were, and it was because of their um, health.
2: Uh huh.
0: And it was just bananas for a while. And yeah. so basically, I helped my siblings take care of my parents and his siblings take care of his parents. And he was one night because we could write a book because mm-hmm. it was usual that at our age stage, we would still have parents. But yeah. so I'm writing about the ups and downs and the whole reversals of aging parents. Okay. And, but I'm also including you can say it with uh loved ones because it might be a spouse, it might be a sibling, it might be a friend, uh, it might be a child who are declining in health. So <laughs> Totally just for aging parents, but that's my reference point. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when I decided to write it, I talked to another author who did similar. And she said that probably wait till your parents pass yes, all of them. And it's like, well, that's morbid. <laughs> but I did wait. no why. Of course, it makes sense now. I mm-hmm. um, finish until the end. So yeah. that's still living independently. She's amazing. She's 94. Almost. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, so if the title of it is called, wait, what? We're the parents. And that's because. <laughs> and, and, and how did that happen? <laughs> Because they need it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to give a lot of examples. Uh, fortunately, mm-hmm. very funny when he had mental acuity and had dementia. Mm-hmm. And he was just really pleasant throughout. And he was just a stitch. So I do have a lot of stories about him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I try to make it clear. I'm not making him, you know, because of a disease like that but a lot of it is facing on me because of the way he would do <laughs> <laughs> fun so i hope it's fun for readers who are going through similar things and like okay how you do it um she's got through it i through it and it's ups and downs it's all all over the place so it's yeah. it's not easy it's not um i remember my and we, as long as our parents are living, we might as well work. And like, oh, my gosh, long time and him, we work forever. <laughs> and, <laughs> and,
2: of course, here you are. You're in the total of, uh, sandwich generation because you've got the role reversal with your parents. Right. And then at the other end, we've got all of our kids and grandkids coming yeah. up. It's, it's very challenging. It is. So, Right now we're going to hear a little bit about who killed Kennedy. Who do you think had the motive, the money, and the means to commit the perfect crime of the past century?
1: Let me ask you a question. Are you still wondering who killed Kennedy? Over 50 years later, the assassination is still a mystery. It is unfinished business for our country now get ready for a theory that you've never heard before but will make more sense than any other conspiracy theory that you've ever heard in the past january jones speaks the unspeakable in her book jackie ari and jack the tragic love triangle connecting jackie and aristotle Onassis romantically prior to jfk's assassination did you know that ari was jackie's guest in the white house during the jfk funeral He was the only non-family member who was invited by Jackie to stay there during the funeral. Aristotle Onassis was one of the wealthiest men in the world, with the means, the motive, and the money to order an assassination that was the perfect crime of the last century. Ari needed class, and Jackie needed cash. They were perfect for each other. Now what is Camelot? It is but another tragic love triangle. Jackie, Ari, and Jack is available at januaryjones.com amazon.com and audiobooks.com read by ms jones
2: welcome back with my guest bobby white bobby is the author of a wonderful book called life in the laugh lane it's a book about navigating life's twists and turns with laughter she divides her time between, between her company, which is called Try Laughter, her husband, and their children, she is, and their dogs, of course. She is constantly embroiled in life's twists and turns at work and home. Bobby uses laughter to combat the stress we all experience daily, especially during these tense times and stressful times going through the pandemic. And when that doesn't work, she heads for the golf course, the swimming pool, or her th- therapeutic tool—the <laughs> beagle, the dog. Aren't dogs wonderful, Bobby?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that was the other thing I did at the beginning of my retirement. Like actually, two days before we had lo- had put our lab Lily in September of 2020. Oh. And- I found a black lab pup, put a deposit down, and we picked her up on December 20th, Mm -hmm. two days before I retired, and we named her Snow White, (laughs) and and she is just delightful. I spent a lot of my pandemic time in the house with a black lab puppy training me.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. Well, we know what you're talking about. And it was like, uh, I told you earlier when we lost our dog, uh, Zoe, after 12 and a half years, we were just desolate. And we came home and we just said, oh, there's no way we're going to get another dog. We just can't do it. The pain was so intense. However, you know, like within two weeks, there we were with a puppy. <laughs> and we kind of found out it just, we just couldn't live without a dog, well, and I think for older people our age, it's it's really critical to have this little um, entity with you that takes you, takes your attention and helps you heal. Don't you
0: agree? Really, I mean, we went three one time years ago, three days before we got our next dog, and my mom had always said, um, at least with pet. You can get another. Mm-hmm. It's not like you replace them, but if you like dogs, as you and I do, you know, it just it's going to bring a joy back that mm-hmm. you wouldn't have. And this dog we've got now, the sweetest. Thing. She's kind of obnoxious sometimes because she's so, <laughs> <laughs> but um, she's just a. She's huge she's real for and she goes on the on the footstand uh, um, and then pops down on your. And I'll say, can you get me coffee? She's on my. I just can't just.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, you know, and, and it's, I, the thing I like the best about it is it, it gets us going again. So like now all of a sudden we're back walking two, or three times a day. We go to the pooch uh, park in our little community and meet with other dog owners and have a cocktail and visit and share dog stories. And it, it just, it expands your world. And, and you need it. When you get older,
0: yes. And if for a single woman, the Western uh-huh. Hemisphere girls get a puppy. Yeah. Because somebody will stop you and pet your dog, ask about your dog, and I'm telling you, if it's not the best bait I've ever seen in my life.
2: <laughs> well, you know, for any single man or woman, get a dog because right. we, we've been going uh, with uh, ginger ale to Costco. <laughs> and, and I mean, some of these people have literally stopped us <laughs> oh, trying to find out who her breeder is and where we got her and, you know, all kinds of things. And and I thought, oh my gosh, if it were ever leave or I alone with just the dog, right. you would meet more people than you could ever imagine. <laughs> yeah,
0: that is, I mean, we were in Chicago a few weeks ago, and my daughter has a black lab also, uh-huh. and a guy, and he's quite, but she was babysitting a little, some fluffy dog. I don't even, oh, I know it was a, a Bernadoodle. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, cute. And in Chicago, of course, a lot of people walk with dogs, but... I was just amazed and amused at all the smiles mm-hmm. people will give you. And I couldn't get the dog to cross Michigan Avenue. <laughs> and dash. I changed her life. And, it, and people were just laughing. It's yeah. like that is the coolest thing ever. <laughs>
2: okay, I'm going to change the topic now because I want to talk about your book. Stress, no evil. And this, you have 12 tips to tame the beast from going bananas. Could you just share a couple of those things with my listeners, things that maybe would help us uh, handle this time of pandemic better?
0: Sure, sure. So uh, titles, stress, no evil, those are 12 letters. And what I did is I I tied uh, a tip uh stress management tip to each letter.
2: Okay. I love it. So
0: the first one, we don't have to go through all twelve, um so we'll put your audience to sleep, but uh,
1: <laughs>
0: for or sound or silence. And if you don't if you do travel by car, I know in big cities they often don't or can't uh-huh. everything off and just feel the silence. It's uh-huh. Instead, or in your house, you know, we're in our house. We were, and the going, and, and you know, it's just, sometimes it's just nice to turn everything off and feel the silence, and I find it calming. Um, I just the next idea. This would be for a time, not tied to like solo, or, and that you're not a person. Um, it, I give some ways to get yourself out there mm-hmm. even if you don't like it you can still do it and before you do it you gain confidence and you avoid the stress in those kinds of situations mm-hmm. you
2: know it's so true because like we have found that we've had to turn uh the tv news off oh yes we just we can't handle it. I mean, we we used to be so addicted to all the news shows, and now we've got both of the cars set so they have easy listening music, which is just right. <laughs> and as far as the news, it's just too stressful. Don't you agree?
0: Oh, absolutely. And I live with the man, which is ironic that I talk about humor and how to get rid of stress and um, my husband can read out, uh, he reads like 11 news sources in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh, reads really fast and he retains it all. Yeah. He is just filled with negativity and he uh-huh. thinks conversation and I just can't hardly take it. <laughs> well, you know,
2: we're, we're right on board with you because we've now gotten to the point that we were, skipping the new morning news, because it's usually just so tragic and depressing, and puts us in the fetal position, yeah. and now we get the newspaper, we get the Tribune, and we get USA Today, and it ends up, we each end up doing a puzzle page.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely, the crossword the best.
2: Yeah, And, you know, it takes us all day to do it, but it's definitely less stressful. Right now, we're going to talk about two of my books that uh, feature priceless personalities. And, of course, Bobby is one of the priceless personalities that's featured in my books. Have you ever met someone who was unforgettable? Someone who has touched your heart and soul? People who have faced difficult problems? people who have struggled to find solutions, people who fearlessly shared their stories, people who have not only informed you but inspired you, people who have priceless personalities. I have been fortunate to host an internet radio talk show called January Jones Sharing Success Stories. And it has been my privilege to interview hundreds of guests. My guests have shared their stories, their struggles, their secrets, and their successes in their own words. In this book, we're talking about people dealing with problems such as incest, molestation, runaway kids, child abuse, drug abuse, polygamy, unemployment, scandal, and starting over. Then there are my guests dealing with difficult physical struggles such as blindness, cancer, and birth defects that are beyond traumatic. My guests have all been exciting, eclectic, and energizing. They have amazed, amused, and even astonished me. I have adored getting to meet them, and I adore sharing them with you. Welcome back with my friend, uh, my dear friend, humorous Bobby White. Bobby, um, you know, I was looking at your resume, and you have so many interesting topics. Life in the Laugh Lane, Try Laughter, which is your company, and I love the one. My life's out of balance. It's worse than my checkbook, <laughs> which is is one of the things that you do as a keynote speaker and motivator. Now, before the show ends, let me ask you a question, okay? So if you could choose one person, um, well, besides me, who you would like to have dinner with, uh, living or dead, who would you want to spend some time with and whose brain would you like to pick? Hmm. Hmm. It could be two people. Two people? Okay. Yeah. One is too hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I think if Robin were living, I think that would be, a and, um, to have dinner with him because uh-huh. so amazing. Um, uh, person would probably be, um, maybe, um, Queen Elizabeth. How about?
2: Wow. Yeah. Well, you'd have to wear your pearls and a hat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I get And especially now with her approaching her anniversary, what a what a life story she's had. Yeah. The
0: the series, crown the crown, and I just can't really get enough of it. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah.
2: When uh, we were based in London for one year and I'll never forget, we went, there was a royal uh, wedding at St. Margaret's, which is the chapel next to the big chapel, the big church. And she was coming to attending. And my girlfriend and her husband, they were with us and we went and stood in line and we put on our hats and our pearls. And it was so exciting because she just comes and does this little hand thing. (laughs) Sat it down. Nobody can do
0: it like her.
2: I know. Now, looking back on everything, if you had, uh, do you have any regrets or things you wish you could do over? What would you do differently?
0: You know, everybody at at our age um, always says no because because that has made everything roll in or out and so it's hard to say I want to change this or that. Um, I might have thought that when I was speaking for 20 years, mm-hmm. which I love being on the platform, I love helping people uh, look at things a different way. I had to do it part-time because I was still working at the full-time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it would have been fun to then uh, it folks just just for maybe a year or something uh-huh. and I didn't get that opportunity I, I was hoping it would be what I retired. you know it may not it may not happen um mm-hmm. I think that there's quite an audience for the aging parents thing yeah and uh, I don't have all the answers but I know how we got through it so that would probably it now the other thing. The regret I have is I played golf from age twenty-two to maybe forty-five, uh-huh. okay. maybe, and then stopped. And it was kind of like when my kids went to college, um, and then there really is no excuse. But now I start off again. I'm absolutely a beginner status. <laughs> okay, yeah. Fade on the game because <laughs> my husband don't have the memory. Yeah.
2: Well, you know that I have such wonderful as you know, I played a lot of golf too and I have such wonderful memories of time spent with girlfriends and other couples and uh, the social part of it. Uh physically that's a little more challenging. Uh, since I've had all my body parts replaced, it's kind of, <laughs> i'm the bion- bionic woman, but it was uh interesting the other day we went uh with our our daughter and our our youngest grandson, who's ten, and we went to a bowling alley and they were bowling, and all of a sudden we jumped up and were bowling and it was so much fun. <laughs>
0: And I thought, oh,
2: we have to do this more often.
0: You know? uh, yeah, yeah. Just
2: get out of your comfort zone and try something Absolutely. different.
0: Absolutely, and that's the one thing that I picked up again at retirement last summer. Uh-huh. Then the course opened up again, and I've never been one to have a community of women. I have, I, I guess, I have a friend here and I'm there, and they're mm-hmm. But if I had a favorite friend's party, nobody would love each other. <laughs> <laughs> so the ladies, costly on Tuesday mornings, which is why I'm dressed like them, because we got this morning. Uh, good. Has really provided a community of women that I know I needed mm-hmm. and that I would enjoy so much. And so that has really been a positive.
2: Uh-huh,
0: yeah and and
2: do you after you play, do you go out to lunch or have a drink or do something social?
0: sometimes we do right um yeah, I've been everything to playing euchre to, um going over to a housewarming party, and they were really good about including me. I, I was kind of the new kid on the block uh-huh.
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's besides nice. I knew a lot of them like casual acquaintance, but i I really feel you know, close to a lot of them. I just love it. Well, you know, and it's
2: it's a fun thing to do. Every every other Wednesday I have a group of gals that I've met since i got down here to Sarasota who are, are writers and doing a few little artistic things. And we meet every other Wednesday for lunch and it's like religion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we don't skip it. It's like very That's sacred. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and, and it's, it's, uh, you think, you know, you're too old for, you know, new friends, but you're never too old.
0: No. And,
2: and it's always fun to meet new people. And everyone at this stage is so open to helping, encouraging. It's, it's a, it's a gift to give yourself.
0: It is. It is. And the other thing I joined, I was asked to join was, um, it's a literary group. I don't really know what to call it. It's not a book club, but mm-hmm. every year they pick a topic, and then there's twenty five subtopics. So this year was the Roaring Twenties, and then everybody had a piece of that uh-huh. and that's the national park system. And this will be my first paper, and it has to be for 40 minutes. So I, <laughs> I have to delve into. Carrie, I know absolutely nothing about. Um, but <laughs> another group of women that I just, I knew, but I didn't know.
2: Yeah. And
0: my fourth grade teacher's even in it. Oh,
2: well, Small world. What comes around goes around.
0: Yeah. You
2: know, in closing, I want to thank my amazing guest, Bobby White. And remember to go to her website. All the information is below on the chat line underneath our our show. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed your time with us together. We have tried to be informative and we have tried to be inspiring. My upcoming guests will all be eclectic, exciting, and energizing, just like Bobby. Next Tuesday, live at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, I'll be sharing another success story with you. Be sure to sign on to my website. Now my 78-year-old thought for the day. You know, God promised men that good and obedient wives would be found in all corners of the world. Then he made the earth round, and he (laughs) laughed, and he laughed, and he laughed. (laughs) So now, good wives, (laughs) thank you for entering the wine zone, no wine zone with me, and share our stories and our show with everyone you know. Remember, stop whining, start smiling, and if that doesn't work, then you can just start eating chocolate, lots and lots of chocolate. Take care and stay safe until we meet again. And I want to give Ginger another opportunity (laughs) to say goodbye to everyone. Have a good week. Bye-bye.
1: We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success Story. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra, if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives, and so can you.